Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 684. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. All you need to do is let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Um, I've got a very strong message from the Lord today, strictly from the Bible. No bias, no prejudice. Uh, you know, the world now is... Uh, condemning people that really keep the word of God. But the more they do that, the more God condemns them and the more of these plagues that come down. Because of the fact that the people in the world are not prosecuting the very ones that need to be prosecuted, uh, which is the Vatican that has all of the homosexuals and child molesters in there, they're taking children away from their parents. And you can tell the people that are of uh, the devil on television that they don't mention that and they don't dare come against the Vatican because they know that they'd be killed if they did or they'd be cut off from having credit cards or they wouldn't be able to buy or sell them. The Bible tells us that in the last days that they would put a mark on people on their foreheads or on their uh, right hands and would, which would permit them to buy and sell. But those of us that will not take the mark, uh, that we will not be able to buy or sell. Uh, and the reason that we don't is not because we're belligerent to God, is what it is. We're belligerent to the Antichrist cult and uh, the government, the Antichrist government and the media, because... Uh, uh, the Lord tells us if we do that, if we take that mark of the beast in our forehead or right hand, that we will have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And there's no forgiveness for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit in this world or in the world to come. And so be careful, folks. I mean, you may not believe the Bible, but you'll be very sorry that you didn't believe that scripture and all the other scriptures as well. As I said, we have... Uh, a strong message, we've got music, I've got uh, letters. But right now, let's pray. That Lord, Father God, that you will anoint this service, which is uh, number 684, uh, that your truth, your sample, truthful words will come out. Uh, and that the people of the world will be able to hear the truth. And uh, I know that these people that are saying all kinds of things about our church, that just makes us more popular. We had um, uh, many times more people checking our website out after these petty anti-TV uh, programs uh, did a smear campaign on us, uh, where all the things they were saying on there were absolutely false. And uh, they were proven to be false. And I hope that they keep putting those on the air so that uh, people can check out my website and see how truthful the things that I'm saying are. And they can check it with the Bible, and they'll know that they're hearing the truth for once in their life. Lord, I pray that this will happen, that souls will be saved, and the church edified, the true body of uh, of Christ, which uh, born-again Christians are. We uh, believe your word, 
And we believe that it has the power within it, which is the spirit, and the spirit is life, to save a person's soul. For we ask that you block every move of Satan, and that you close every door to him, and that you bind him, rebuke him, in the mighty name of Jesus, and that you heal all the people in the church, and all the people that are going to be in the body of Christ, and that you close every door to Satan and open every major door and even the small doors for us uh, and rebuke Satan. I'm talking about these police forces that are enforcing uh, Satan's laws that are taking children away from people. Lord, we pray that these children will be returned to their parents. These people don't know the Bible and they are doing their best to take away the freedom of religion and the freedom of speech. In other words, uh, it's be becoming unlawful for us to preach the gospel and to live the gospel according to the dictates of the word of God, the dictates of our heart. So this uh, country was founded on the freedom of religion, and now that Satan has taken such a great hold on this country through the Vatican and its uh, government and its uh, media, uh, it's getting to the point of where we're being persecuted every day. And uh, Lord, persecute them. You said that you would do these things in the last days. You promised me that you would do them. And Lord, fulfill your promise now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, we've got some music here. Here's Elvis to sing, Peace in the Valley. And there will be peace in the valley very soon uh, when Satan is thrown into hell with his angels and all those that follow him. Well, the bear will be gentle. 
And I'll be changed, changed from this creature that I am. Oh, yes. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley. Praise the Lord. Yeah, there will be peace in the valley. That's uh, if we don't faint from the adversity and the persecution that we are have gone through. Uh, I've gone through a lot of it for 44 years. Before I was saved, no one bothered me. Everybody exalted me to uh, to the heights. And uh, I was lost, and I was really not a very well, good person at all. But I didn't know it. And the people out in the world don't know what they're doing. This is why Jesus said, uh, they're nailing God Almighty to the cross here. In which he said, I came into the world to die for the sins of the world. If I wouldn't have died uh, and shed my blood, there's no one that would be able to be saved. And so he says, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Because he looked like an ordinary man. Because he came into the world in the flesh. The word and God came into the world in the flesh and kept all the commandments, and then was crucified on a pack of lies. And uh, he said, these people don't know it yet, but they're going to know when I rise, uh, raise up from the dead. And he did raise up from the dead. He came into the world, and he was crucified. He kept every commandment, didn't break one. And then he rose from the dead, and over 500 people saw him ascend into the kingdom of heaven. And they all were witnesses and were still alive, uh, many of them, during the time that the Apostle Paul was testifying of this in the next chapter. And so um, he says, you believe the gospel, he says, but some of you, I pray that you will not have received the gospel in vain. Uh, because he says, therefore, stand in the gospel, believe it, and don't believe the secular powers whatsoever. Uh, we uh, don't believe in the secular powers because they're telling lies, and we're not allowed to tell lies. We tell the truth, but it's ridiculous to even tell uh, people uh, when they're questioning you, like they're pulling cars over now and saying, who's that in the back seat? This is dictatorship. And they say, is that one of your sons? How many sons do you have? How old are you? How old is that son? How old is your wife? This is dictatorship, folks. I just had one of our boys. He was uh, over in Arkansas and Texas uh, in the city of Texarkana. And a police officer pulled him over uh, and said, hey, get out of the car. We want to know. This is one of our best brothers in the church. 
We don't have any. He's just certainly not a polygamist. And he never married an uh, underage girl. And they've been married for I don't know how long. They've got a lot of children. And, of course, the one world government has uh, stopped, has already stopped the Chinese people from having babies. They say one and that's it. If you have any more than that, they will kill the baby or they'll kill you for having that baby. Uh, you know, this is dictatorship. I mean, the Lord never said anything like that. The Lord, I mean, you people out there that have bleeding hearts for the Antichrist, why don't you come to your senses and believe the gospel? Uh, I know I did. I used to think all kinds of crazy things, too. And it's ridiculous to even try, like this person says, she says this, she says, he says that, she says this. And all the people are saying all kinds of things because they believe the uh, media, which the Bible says is Satan's mouth. And so they don't even deserve to be answered because the more you talk to them, the more they keep coming back with more and more fallacy because they're possessed with the devil. And certainly the devil is not going to receive anything from the Lord, and we of the Lord are not going to receive anything from the devil. When Jesus was standing before Pilate, I'll read the two or three of these scriptures. When Jesus was standing before Pilate, what book is that in? And, and what, uh, It's in all the books, I believe, but uh, tell us what book you're reading from. And John. What chapter? 19. 19 verses what? 9 through 11. Okay, go ahead and read it, please. And Pilate went again into the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Where are you from? Where are you from? And the Lord didn't answer him. Because no matter what you say to these devils, they're not going to believe it anyway. Go ahead, read it. But Jesus gave him no answer. No answer. Uh, people say, you know, uh, you believe that young girls are able to be married? No, I, I, that they should be. I never said that they should be. Never did. But if they want to be married and they've reached puberty, they should be able to be married because it's biblical. It's the gospel. It happens to be the gospel. God's word says so. But Satan has you people bound but Jesus sets you free. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Satan has you bound, but Jesus can set you free. Satan has you bound, but Jesus could set you free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus sets you free. Free to do what? To keep the religion if you want to call it religion, to keep Christianity the way that Jesus says Christianity is. So Jesus is not answering this reprobate because it wouldn't make any difference what he says to him. It's not going to do him any good because Jesus knows that he came to die and to keep all the commandments of the Lord so that we could know that in human flesh, if you have the Spirit of God in you, well, then you're able to keep the commandments of the Lord. Well, the people today and the people back then were saying, well, we have our own doctrine. It's not God's doctrine, but it's our own doctrine, and you should obey us. 
We're of the devil, and you should obey us rather than the gospel, what God says. So keep reading, Sharon. Verse 10. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Oh, yes. And uh, also I would answer him, uh, Know you not that you're going to stand before the judgment bar of God, and God is able to... uh, First, he's able to kill you right now, and he's able to sling your soul, your wicked, pitiful, pathetic soul and body into hell. I remember when the Lord told me it was, I walked into the funeral parlor when Susie was there, and I wanted to go in this here, and the Lord stopped me. And she said, I am beautiful. Uh, and I says, I know you're beautiful, and I raised my hands up. And she could never have uh, said that to me if she were not in heaven. There's no possible way, because when I went in there, and the incident uh, the Lord said that, uh, she said that to me, but the Lord let her say it. Uh, the sisters that were dressing her and Glenda Parsons came to the door and said, she's ready now. And it happened just at the exact same time. So I got up and they said, she looks beautiful. And she just had said that. So nobody brags about being beautiful if they're in hell. So that's how I know she's in heaven. Now, most people are not that bright or that deep in the spirit of the Lord to know these things. So I know that she went through a lot of anxiety while she was on her deathbed. She was ripping at her chest, uh, and uh, she was uh, her eyes were wide open. And she, it was like the Lord was showing her some kind of a movie of the things that I would be doing because she tried to stop me from preaching the gospel and uh, rebuking people because she said, I'm too harsh and it's going to bring the whole government down on us. And uh, because they're the devil, Tony, and wait until I'm dead. And I said, I knew that there was a burning in my spirit, in my soul, to tell the people of the world what Satan is doing to them because they're all going to hell. And after she died, I wouldn't do an interview with anybody. And when I was sitting on a couch down in our uh, spec house up on the Georgia Ridge, there's this woman from Channel 5 that uh, called up constantly to do an interview with me. So I told the brothers uh, that were answering the phone, I said, tell them I don't do interviews. And all of a sudden, the Lord, I felt his very hand on my belt in the back and on my the back of my neck and raised me up and moved me right over to the phone and says, do it. And I said, Lord, Susie said, I can't do interviews. I'm too rough. And he said, just be yourself. You know my word. You know it. You know me. And they don't. And so I want you to do these interviews. Just be yourself. Do all the interviews you want. Uh, just make sure you be yourself. And that's what I've done. And Jesus was just being himself as well, uh, because he did what the Father wanted him to do. And therefore, he was able to uh, be um, lifted into the kingdom of heaven by the Holy Spirit. Uh, With 500 sets of eyeballs watching it happening. And uh, this is why I preach the gospel and teach it, and 
will not waver to the left or to the right, and it doesn't make any difference how much adversity comes against me. I know I'm going to heaven, and there isn't anybody on this earth. I don't care if all you satanic people out there come against me. You're wrong, and I'm right. Now, all the people, the Jews back then said, crucify him, crucify him, the, all these people that were saying that. But Jesus still would not uh, go their way to save his life, and I won't either. And neither did the Apostle Paul, and neither did any of the prophets or any of the disciples, with the exception of one of them, who's Judas Iscariot, who betrayed the Lord and turned him over to Satan. But uh, this was going to happen anyway, because Christ knew, he kept telling people, I'm going to be betrayed, one of you is a devil, and I'm going to be uh, murdered, crucified, and I'll raise up on the third day. And he did. And he was seeing 40 days of uh, people, and he told people to carry in the uh, upper room in Jerusalem until they received power from heaven, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, you people of the world that are persecuting the church, you don't have this power. Uh, you may have power to crucify us, uh, put us to death, but you're going to stand before the judgment bar of God. And now God is crucifying a lot of you people who believe in that fat piece of uh, statue, some, whatever that statue is made out of, Buddha and Mohammed, these false prophets and the Pope, and God's going to destroy every single one of you, just as he did the wicked people during the days of Noah. You're going to go to hell unless you repent. And that's why I'm preaching the gospel, so that you can hear it and so that you won't be able to say to the Lord on the day of judgment before the great white throne, nobody told us, Lord, nobody told us. Depart from me, you wicked, into everlasting burning lake of fire. Depart into hell where you'll be weeping, gnashing on your teeth, grinding your teeth, and chewing on your tongue for the pain, and it's never going to end. All you bastards, which uh, the word bastard is not profanity. It just happens to mean, for those of you people that don't know the English language, it means that you don't have God for your father. You're a fatherless child. Or if you were born out of wedlock, you don't even have the right to speak because you shouldn't even be here on earth because your mother had committed adultery with somebody or fornication. So many of you are born that way today, and how dare you stretch your tongue out towards God and begin condemning his children when you're the offspring of sin. So uh, go ahead and read the rest of it, Sharon. Verse 11. Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Right. So uh, then uh, go on. Read another verse. Verse 12. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go... Thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. Yeah, so the Jews 
And no matter how much they cry, they say, well, that was a long time ago. We didn't do it. But if you're rejecting the Lord, you're saying the same thing. You're joining in with the world government saying, Christians are not of the Lord. Let's kill them, crucify them, persecute them, do everything you can, burn them at Waco. Burn them. Crucify them. But those that are of the Lord will receive him and be as we are. All right, so, uh, and the spirits of the prophets, we're back into uh, chapter 14, where it says that uh, our spirits, if we're prophets, if we're born again of the Spirit, and we are prophets, not everybody that's born of the Spirit is a prophet, but our spirits, those of us that prophesy, are subject to the prophets. If we're not supposed to speak, the Holy Spirit will stop us from speaking. And we, our own spirit, will stop us because we want to be obedient to the Lord. So the Lord tells me, tell people the truth. Just be yourself. Don't be afraid to speak my truth. Because if you're ashamed of my truth, and if you're fearful to preach it, then you're going to spend eternity with the harlots, with the whores, the whoremongers, the uh, adulterers, the fornicators, and all these uh, effeminate men and so on. I don't want to be around those guys uh, or whatever they are in hell. Verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. When we're confused... We can be easily led away to take the time to answer all these uh, evil people that don't know the Bible, and they're trying to instruct us that preach the Bible and know it and know God. They're trying to say, you shouldn't say this, and you shouldn't say that, and all this sort of stuff. Well, we're not to pay any attention to them. It's just like when a, a farmer goes out and plows the field. I mean, every kind of viper comes up and rabbit and uh, squirrel, they come out of their holes, including prairie dogs and all that, and they bite at your boots while you're uh, plowing. But if you got good, thick boot, gospel boots on, they don't uh, bother you at all. But they hate their uh, little uh, kingdom being plowed up. That's what we're doing is we're plowing the... Uh, the earth with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're sowing seed in and we're causing there to be a division between those that are saved and those that are not saved before you was uh, before you became a Christian you was my friend and you won't go out and smoke pot with me no more and you won't go out and have um, commit fornication and go to whorehouses with me anymore man you're not my friend anymore that's the way it is because we, uh, because we want to be a friend of Jesus, the world persecutes us because we don't want to be a friend of them any longer. And so we have to be subject to our spirits are to be subject to ourselves. When we know the word of God, we know that we have to be subject. We have to for force our spirits to be subject to the word of God. Verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. We have peace between ourselves and God, as in all churches. But it doesn't say of all churches, people that call themselves a church. It says, as in all churches 
of the saints, the born again people of the Lord. So if you people are not saints, in other words, you're not preaching the gospel, you don't agree with the gospel, you agree with the people of the world, well, then you're not a saint and your church is not saint, uh, saint either. Verse 34, let your women keep silence. You've got these Satan-possessed uh, women on TV saying, they are guilty. She doesn't even know who they are. Uh, she doesn't know the gospel. And she doesn't know God. She doesn't know Jesus. So, uh, you women, shut your mouth. Shut your stinking mouth. Even in the churches of the Lord, you're to stay silent because, you know, the woman is the weaker vessel. That means spiritually as well. Let your women keep silence in the churches for it is not permitted for them to, unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the law. Shut up, especially you unsaved women. You've created and Satan has created a world for you out there to where you're not subject Unto God, you're greater than God, you think. But this is the word of God that says, shut up. Verse 35, and if they will learn anything, if these women will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. Don't be seeking people that are on TV, that have talk shows that are sensationalists, that are doing everything in their power to uh, get people to watch them because people love to peep, uh, see people, stupid people on TV say, uh, well, I admit I lied, but I didn't know it. You stinking liar, you. You knew it when you were lying. And they will, if they will learn anything, these women, uh, let them ask their husbands, their husbands, not somebody else's husbands, let them ask at home, not in the church, for it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. Verse 36, what came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only? Verse 37, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So say, well, that's just Paul talking. No, Paul says, what I'm telling you is the commandments of the Lord. Now shut up, especially you unsaved, dead, wicked females that are on programs saying, they are guilty. Well, who are you that, that judges the church? You don't even know the Lord. You don't know anything about God. And God said he's going to take your twins if you don't shut up. And that's what the Lord says. Now then, verse 38. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. 
You want to be ignorant, then you're deliberately being ignorant, is what it is. Because if you're ignorant, well, you're going to spend eternity in hell. Wherefore, brethren, covet, covet to prophesy. In other words, want to prophesy and forbid not to speak with languages or tongues. Verse 40. Let all things be done decently, as the Lord says, and in order. Now, chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Well, there's no way that you can stand in this wicked world with all these false doctrines going on if you don't believe just one thing, and that's God. Because God, if you believe his word, then you're not going to receive all these things that you hear of unsaved people that don't know the gospel. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the Father. They don't know the Holy Spirit. And they don't know Christians. Verse 2. By which also ye are saved. Oh, God. You mean, in other words, the only way we're saved is to receive the gospel? Let's read that again. Uh, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. It's the gospel. I'm telling you what God's truth is, which, which I preach. Unto you, which also ye have received. You received it and you were saved. And wherein you stand, you'll continue on in the, uh, the gospel. If you just listen to him and not these hags on television or these, uh, supposed to be doctors that have already been proven to be not of the Lord. Okay. Now. Verse 2, by which also ye are saved. What do you mean you're saved? You're saved only if you believe the truth, the gospel. By which also ye are saved. But if ye keep in memory, if you keep in your brain what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So if you forget what I've taught you, about God, then you have at first believed in vain because you're still going to hell if you uh, don't keep in memory the things that the Apostle Paul has preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. Verse 3, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. And that's what I I received the gospel. That's all I'm preaching to you is what I received. How that Christ died for our sins. Well, if he hadn't died and people say, well, he's weak because he died. No, he's powerful because he said, no man can take my life. I lay my life down. Do you think this bunch of crumbs? He said, I could call for legions of angels and they would immediately rescue me. But I came to die so that my blood could take away your sins. Christ died for our sins to get, for the, to get rid of them and for them to be permanently gotten rid of according 
to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And the scriptures, there's no private interpretation. They mean exactly what they say. Verse 5, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Verse 6, after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at one time, at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this uh, present, which he's talking about his day. But some are fallen asleep. They've fallen away from the gospel. They forgot the things that they had heard and seen. Verse 7, after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Verse 8, and last of all he was seen of me also. Not last of all, because I saw him also. And I know other people that have seen him as well. Uh, like uh, friends, uh, former friends of mine, and they didn't do anything about it. And now one of them is taken out into hell. He was studying to be a rabbi, David Rolnick, and um, he got cancer and he died and he saw Jesus. And last of all, he was seen of me in that day and age also as of one born out of due time. Verse 9, for I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10, but by the grace of God, by the power of God, I am what I am, and his grace, his power, which was uh, bestowed upon me was not in vain because I never fall, I never fell away. I never fell away. I continued on to the end. But I labored more abundantly than they all, than all the apostles. Yet not I, but the power of God which was with me. And what is that power? The Bible says that all power in heaven and earth belongs to Jesus. But the grace of God, the power of God, which was with me. Verse 11, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach. And so ye believed. Verse 12, now if Christ be preached, that he rose from the dead, how say some of you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Verse 14, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Why are we preaching? 
And why are we going through all this persecution if Christ was not risen? And your faith is also vain. I just thank God that he showed me those signs and visions and uh, spoke to me, shut off my ears, spoke right through my body. That wasn't in vain. He did all those things. And he showed me heaven and earth. And he showed me what I'd look like. Susie and I would look like in heaven. And I heard the torment of those in hell. Verse 15, yea, and we are all found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, uh, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the uh, dead rise not. Verse 16, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Verse 17, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. It doesn't mean anything. Ye are yet in your sins, and you're on your way to hell. Verse 18, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. They are burning forever in hell. Verse 19, if... In this life only we have hope. In Christ we are of all men most miserable. I know that Christ exists. And I know that he wants me to preach the gospel because he told me you're not reading the Bible enough. And Susie told you by through me that God wants to use me. And uh, in these last days because there's no powerful preaching any longer uh, uh, the kind of preaching that I do it's like people say we never heard anybody preach that way before that's what they said about Jesus verse 20 but now and as Jesus is talking through my mouth right now and so be careful what you say about us or me or anybody in the gospel field verse 20 but now is Christ risen from the dead he is and become the first fruits of them that slept. Verse 21. For since by man came death, because of Adam and Eve, uh, death came. Because man didn't have to die before, but because of sin, they had to die. The Lord said, if you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to die. And they did it. But somebody convinced him to do it. Very much like the news media, Satan came to him and says, Ah, God. God doesn't exist. And he does. If he does, he's just telling you not to do that because he's jealous. He doesn't want you to know good and evil like he does. So uh, they believed him, the devil, and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so just as God said, they all of us have to die. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Well, how is that? Well, because Jesus was a man. He had the same blood, bone, and flesh as we do. But he had the Spirit of God in him. And so do we when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ. We have that same power in us. If we don't abuse it, Verse 22, for as in Adam all die, 
So we have to get out of Adam. We were born with the Adamic sin on our soul. And so we all have to die. This is why we must be born again of the Spirit. We have to be born one more time in order to be forever alive in the kingdom of heaven. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Verse 23. But every man in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits, afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming. Verse 24. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Even the Father. Well, where is the kingdom? We are the kingdom, because the kingdom of heaven cometh into us, not by observation, because the spiritual realm is invisible. And everything that is visible was created by that which is invisible. That's why the invisible kingdom is much more powerful than the visible, because the visible is going to burn up. So shall be delivered up the kingdom uh, to God. So we are the kingdom of heaven here because of Christ being in us. Even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. All you people in government are going to be put down. Thus saith the Lord through the Apostle Paul. Verse 25, for he must reign all uh, till he hath uh, put all enemies under his feet. So the government, the secular government, says we must love everybody. But the Lord says he's going to put his enemies, all enemies, under his feet. Now, we're to love our enemies in that we preach the gospel to them. That's the greatest love you can ever give anybody because they, you know that when you preach the gospel to them, you're going to get persecuted. They want to hear it. When I hear that, you bunch of dogs. Verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Well, why is that an enemy? Because God said it would be if Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we would die. And so that's an enemy. We're not supposed to die. But we have to now because of our mother and father. Eve is the mother of all flesh. There's no flesh on any other planet. So we're spending billions of dollars when we should be feeding the poor and the needy here on this earth with those dollars. Verse 27. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith, all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, where Christ is accepted, which did put all things under him. Verse 28. And when all things shall be uh, subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Well, Jesus, Christ is God. And so he has to be subject unto the Father, 
which means that he has to sit on the throne of eternity more powerful than anybody. He has to be subject to that. He has to have all power and dominion and all wisdom is given unto him. Verse 29, else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise, not at all. Why are they then baptized for the dead? Verse 30, and why stand we in jeopardy every uh, hour? Why are we being persecuted every hour? Why are police officers stopping us that are keeping God's commandments? Why, if they're supposed to be the freedom of religion under the U.S. Constitution, why are they doing this? Well, there must be something wrong. Something is wrong in this world today. Amen? All right, I believe we have... Uh, some letters. Read the one from uh, Africa first. From the Democratic Republic of Congo? Yes. I am very interested in the gospel literature by Reverend Pastor Tony Alamo, and I would like to regularly receive the different pieces of literature in French for my faith to grow in Jesus Christ and for people who are around me. The small amount that I have on Pastor Tony is helping me and my household. Please send us the book entitled The Messiah, signed... D. Bukasa from the Democratic Republic of Congo. All right, praise the Lord. Do you have another letter? Yes, from Roland, Oklahoma. Dear Pastor Lamo, I'm writing to you with uncertain feelings. My husband. Oh, you have uncertain feelings. That's because you don't know the gospel. If you knew the gospel, if you read the Bible, if you studied Christ, if you studied the prophets and uh, Moses and the prophets and the the gospel, you wouldn't have be uncertain at all. You'd be Very stable. Then what else? My husband was in your church for a long time and then fell away for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And has just... He was unstable or he wouldn't have fallen away. Then what else? And has just recently got saved again and has started going to your church. Well, you can't be saved again. You're saved and then uh, you can come back to the Lord if uh, you haven't renounced him. If you're truly sincere and you don't fall away again. Then what? He attends your church in Fort Smith. He also has been taking our 15-year-old son who really enjoys your church. They both want me to go, but well, I... our church is not to be enjoyed. It's to receive the gospel. Okay, but you're really uncertain. Go ahead. What else? They both want me to go, but I guess you could say, as my son would say, I'm media blind. Well, me- the media blinded you. Well, that's what the media is for, is to blind you so that your soul goes to hell. But the Bible doesn't say to believe the media, the secular media, but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then thou shalt be saved. Then what? Meaning I have lived in this area all my life, and I have heard the worst stories ever where your church is concerned. Well, let me, you should read the Bible. You'll see all these horrible stories said about Jesus. You can even see the media saying the same things about him today. Why? Because we're living in an anti-Christ world. Then what? I do not believe them all, but as a mother, I do have my concerns. Or you don't, uh, well, as a mother. If you were a mother, you should be concerned in what Jesus said, what the scriptures say, rather than just because you're a mother. It doesn't take any sense to be mother. Okay, then what else? I have a 13-year-old daughter who needs to seek God in her life, as well as I do. I do believe in God, and I have been trying so hard If to you believe in God, then believe the gospel that I'm preaching. We have to stop there, mark it there, because my time is up, and uh, 
we'll continue on with this letter in the next message, all right? But uh, right now is the time to pray, as in every message. And uh, if you believe the gospel, like this woman who is a a mother now, and she doesn't know whether she should believe the gospel or not. Okay, um, so let's say the prayer that you might be saved. You know, the gospel is a rough and tough thing. You have to believe it the way it's written. You have to agree with all of it, because if you disagree with some of the word of God, then you, God will not receive you. If you're ashamed of the gospel, then he'll be ashamed of you. So say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord for saving your soul and for causing you to not believe the secular government, but to believe the government of God. And share and tell the people in the radio land, our listening audience, how they can receive a copy of this program, number 684. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Praise the Lord. This is Tony Alamo again, world pastor. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerful message in the Lord. Uh, strictly from the Word of God now. It's not from the, any government agency uh, that's selling you down the tubes. But it's from the word of God that wants to save your soul. Here's Elvis to sing for you, How Great Thou Art. I'd like to do uh, one of my favorite gospel songs. This features the stamps also, How Great Thou Art. Okay.